Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Equipped to Be show with Connie Albers. Today, I'm going to be speaking about strengths. Strengths and the Strength Finders, or as it's been renamed, Clifton Strengths. And the reason I'm going to talk about this is because I recently did a presentation where I was speaking to um, a group doing a live digital event, and I was talking about teaching to your child's strengths. Many of you don't know this about me, but I have been studying strengths and personality assessments for pretty much my entire adult life. I've always been fascinated with what makes people tick and what makes people ticked. It's always been fascinating to me because I know each of you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are formed and fashioned with unique gifts, strengths, and talents. And when my children were younger, I took what I had learned and applied over in the corporate world in training, training uh, cast members for Disney, as well as training and development for other Uh, organizations. And I started to apply it to my own children. I thought, if I'm going to be working and teaching and instructing my children, I want to make it the most impactful that it can be. And I'm imagining you're probably very much like me. We have one life. We have our birth, which all of us know our birth date, but we don't all know our death date, as I call it, you know, our beginning and our end. And I know that sounds a little strange, but as a woman who has always been extremely intentional, my thought has always been, how do I want to live my life between the dash, between the beginning and the end? And again, that may sound kind of strange, but I've always had that sense of urgency. I've had this sense of, hey, time is slipping away and I don't want to waste it. And if I'm, if you're going to be spending time with your children, as we now know, I was recently uh, reading how 60% of children are, have gone back to school, but 40% are either doing some form of homeschooling, virtual, hybrid, every mix of things. I call this disruption. You guys, I think I've said it every podcast about disruption always leads to innovation. And we are living in the greatest season of disruption that you and I hopefully will ever live in. But it kind of begs to why I have lived my life the way I've lived it and why I focus on strengths and some other assessments. But for this for this session, this episode, we're just going to talk about Strengths finders or clifting strengths. When I was in my early 20s, I would always question, who am I? What's my identity? And as a woman of faith, my identity is always found in Christ. But there was always more. There was always, I wanted to know more. If I wanted to know more about how I thought, 
I know that sounds kind of strange. I wanted to know what motivated me to do what I needed to do. And it makes me think about you and ask you these questions. Who are you? What is your purpose? What are you doing? Who are you doing it with? And you know, what makes you happiest? I was recently watching a news program and there's a gentleman that I have paid attention to, like his analysis of things over many, many years. I actually uh, find some of his uh, analysis rather interesting. Usually they're kind of right on. And I, I started to realize a couple of things that I have been seeing as a trend and as it relates to this whole combination of, of strengths and why it matters. I hope you're ready to, to dive in with me. We're going to go as deep as we can in the time that we have. And depending on you, uh, if this really resonates with you, we may do another part to it. Depends on how it goes. But, you know, we're in a season right now where jobs, the word jobs, is, is kind of like taboo. Nobody wants a job. A job is, is just really something you do from nine to five. We want to have a career. We want to have meaning. We want to have impact. We want to know that what we do is making a difference somewhere, not just clocking in and clocking out and spending our time at something we don't really enjoy. From a trends perspective, everybody's focused on what is their career, which is based on who I am, what am I spending my time doing, and what makes me happy. Now, you have to add to that some other aspects, hence strengths, to really be fulfilled. Now, I'm going to say right now, all these strengths things is not a replacement for God's word. And it's, it's not a replacement for our identity being found in what we are, what our strengths are, or it's not an excuse for, for not developing those strengths. And it's also not a it's also not for us to be able to focus on our weaknesses. We have to know what we are not good at. But if I were to ask you, what is it you do consistently well, time after time after time? Do you know? Have you ever really actually thought about it? So what do I focus on strengths? Well, strengths breaks up your talents, right, into 34 themes. And a theme is a category of talents, and it's something that is identified because it's a reoccurring, consistent pattern of thoughts, feelings, and behavior. So let me, let me say that again. Themes is a category of talents. And those talents are defined as reoccurring, consistent patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior. It's measurable. There's 34 distinct themes. And a complete set of themes is what you can get when you take the Strength Finders or Clifton Strengths test. And the, it is quantifiable, it's data driven, and it's repeated. It's just a repeated system. And if I were to ask you, what do you enjoy doing consistently? Some of you would be able to tell me what that is. Um, some of you wouldn't have a clue and some of you could care less. And that's fine. But for those of you that want to dive deeper, that for those of you that 
think about life in the perspective of I have a beginning and an end. What do I want to do with the dash? (laughs) What do I do with my children? How do I want to build the relationships with my children in a way that's meaningful and impactful? How do I want to make the time that I am teaching my kids enjoyable with less resistance and with an intentionality of, of motivating my kids to, to becoming lifelong learners? We're in a society where now our kids have to be, you have to be, we have to constantly be adapting, adjusting, and pivoting uh, to what, what's going on and what's going on in our culture, culture, influence, our environment, uh, and our, the way our children behave, think, and feel is often shaped by our culture. Why do we feel like we're in a culture war? Why is there a culture, a cancel culture? Well, it's because if you are older than, you know, 29 years old, you understand the impact of culture. You understand the impact of values, beliefs, tradition, environment, and how those create stability and longevity. We are in a season though, where people are, especially young people, they are looking at their future and questioning what that future is going to look like. And I'm, and I'm just going to tell you as a mom of five adult kids, you have this amazing opportunity to point them in a direction to, to curtail wasted times and rabbit holes by equipping them and informing them and helping them see how they are uniquely gifted And then taking those gifts that they have and developing those talents so that they are equipped for the calling that they have on their life. See, there's something that people don't understand. When I talk about strengths and we talk about talents, if your child has a very, is very talented, you can see it in them. They're just really, really good at X, Y, Z. If they're not interested in it, they're not going to actually develop it properly. Please hear that. Your child may be extremely gifted of something, but if they have no interest to develop it, they have no interest in pursuing it, you're really doing them a disservice because you're pushing them in a way that they're not really interested and and they're not going to pursue it. They're not going to pursue it with diligence and determination. So it's the beautiful thing of identifying what they, how they think, feel, process the world around them what they do consistently over and over and over, it's repeated and they don't realize it's even repeated. How do they become aware of that? Through you, through your observation and because you're paying attention. And then you subtly place thoughts in their mind like a seed, like a farmer plants a seed and you you tell them, you know, I noticed this about you. I noticed you have this ability to work independently. I I notice you have this ability to feel and to discern the feelings and the thoughts of other people. I, I notice you have this propensity for learning. You just constantly want to be learning. Why do we utilize a talents theme domain for strengths anyway? As a, as a master coach, which actually I forgot to tell you, but I've been pursuing strengths and understanding strengths as well as other assessments for a long time. And recently I decided I was going to become a master coach. I, I, I want people to understand how strengths applies in building a business, constructing a team, developing talent, teaching your children, 
So I've had the experience on the leadership side with adults, constructing teams and stuff, and I've also applied it to raising my own children who knew, who, who quickly saw where they were gifted and you tap their talent with an interest and a passion, and then you help cultivate and develop that by experiences, learning, honing, honing that skill that you see and letting them just go further and faster with it. They don't resist. They're excited about it because they see there's more to it than just facts and figures. Well, we know that our culture now is constantly changing. Careers, every, you know, every few years, people are changing jobs. A job is just something that you do now. A career is something you invest your life and your life work in. And your kids need to understand that. You kind of need to understand that as well. So let's just break this down. When you think about a talent, it gives a person another way to think. You know, for example, uh, there are 34 themes and one of them is responsibility. Someone with, let's say, uh, a high strength, a high degree of strength of talent with responsibility uh, may think of it as a striving theme, the primary reason for getting something accomplished. However, it's a relating theme. And that can be surprising to some people. And you may be thinking, I don't know what you're talking about, Connie. Well, there's four quadrants to the talent theme, and that is the relating talent, the impacting talent, the striving talent, and the thinking talent. If you ever were to read uh, like strengths-based leadership, it has, a, it has another quadrant for breaking things up. And I probably don't have time to go into that for this, but it's the executing, the influencing, the relating, and the strategic. Now, the, ta the talents for theme domains and why this is so important is relating talents are talents that are used effectively to create, to develop, and to sustain relationships. They prompt a person to reach out to others. It's just something they just do. And they respond to others. And there's several of the themes that are listed in the, in the um, 34 themes of the Clifton Strengths that are relating themes. Remember, these are thoughts, processes that people consistently do time after time after time. They just do it without thinking about it. They don't. If you have a relating theme, you do not have to think about uh, creating and sustaining relationships or developing relationships. It just happens naturally. The impacting talents, you know, those contained, uh, those talents are used to motivate others to action. It prompts a person to like set a course for individuals or groups to follow. They are the ones that I often refer to as painting pictures of possibilities. They have the ability to, to give someone an idea of what could be. And they have this uncanny ability to motivate people towards that. They get them moving into a course of action. This can be in the workplace, and this can certainly be within your home. I knew which of my children had impacting talents. I know which of my kids had a relator talent. See, when we think about impact, they, 
they really encourage and exhort others to be more productive, to reach for excellence, maybe get that 100 on a test or get straight A's or graduate summa cum laude. Those are all important and they fulfill the person's potential. That's, that's the, the impact that a, an impacting talent can have on other people. See this, and the third one now is striving talents. Those, um, those themes can push toward self results. It's, it motivates person, you know, kind of to get things done like impacting, and then they seek a greater accomplishment. There's more meaning behind that, which they do. They're distinctive motivations that influence individuals to do the same task, but differently, kind of creative. The striving themes are fuel. They propel people to excellence, to take risks, to set high expectations. And we think about the striving talent as, say, your achiever, your activators, the belief. And I, I'm not going to go through all 34 themes. Obviously, we don't have time in this in this uh, podcast episode. And I'm giving you kind of like a more in depth as you for you to consider. I just I want you to consider: is this something? Is Clifton Strength something that you could learn about yourself if you don't already know? Could you adapt this? Could you apply it within your family? Can you use this, these talents, use this knowledge to help your children see where they fit in? Could you use this to help motivate the child who maybe not, who maybe doesn't seem motivated? Can you use this knowledge to help you build a relationship maybe that with that child that you struggle the most with? Because all of a sudden you start to understand how they think, feel, and process the world around them on a consistent basis. The fourth is the thinking talents. Thinking talents are the way people gather, the way they process, the way they make decisions with information and mental pictures, which is why I say paint pictures. As you're raising your children, actually every relationship, it's important for you to understand It's not what you say to a human, to your child, to your spouse, if you're married, to those, to the folks that you work with or the people maybe you are in co-op with if you homeschool. It's not what you say. It's what are they hearing you say? And why am I compelled with the Clifton Strengths? Because I know that the words that I say, even on this podcast, I will often change up how I say things because I know what I say is not as important as what you hear. And I'm constantly thinking about what are you hearing me say? Somebody recently asked me a question uh, just about, uh, it was a personal question about me. And I was describing myself as uh, I am very much a people person. I think I've told you this before. I'm an extrovert, but I, I, definitely know my strengths and weaknesses. I want to know how people think, feel, and process the world around them on a consistent basis. I want to know what gives them energy and what kind of sucks the life out of them. I love connecting people and helping them take the next step in the direction, in their lane, with their assignment. 
I love doing that. I loved doing that with my children. Now my children are all adults and it's a very different relationship. And maybe we should do a a podcast. Let me know. Should we do a podcast on like, how do you implement this type of thinking or processing when you have adult children? It's fascinating. It's fun and it's challenging, but it's no more challenging than any other uh, interaction that you have with any other relationship with you have, except for you're not the one in control. You have a relationship and it's not about a, con- you're not controlling, guiding and, and directing them. You're having an engagement and conversation with them. So let me finish with the thinking. Cause I, sorry, I got a little derailed. I get excited about this folks. I really do because it changes the dynamics of all the relationships that you have with other people. So the thinking talent, you know, people think in past, present and future. Some folks, they really rely on the past because it helps them shape and think and process how they're going to move forward, like the context. They, they do spend a lot of time. You'll hear people say, well, if you don't know history, you, that's why you have to know history, actually. You have to know history because if you don't know history, you'll repeat the same problems that you had in the past. So you have to understand what happened in the past so you don't repeat it in the future. And you have some people that just, they live right now in the present. They don't dwell on the past and they're not really focused on the future. They're focused right now, like today, on doing the best they can do with what's before them right now. The past and the future do not stress them out. And then you have some folks who really dwell on the future, on the outcome, on how to achieve, how to get, how to work towards that goal that they see in their mind uh, for the future. So you have all three types of people as, as you listen to this. I know that they're, I, I've just been so excited because Equip to Be has grown phenomenally. And oh, I have an, I have an announcement. Here's a little rabbit hole. Sorry about that rabbit trail. But um, Equip to Be is now on Pray.com which is very exciting. It's a new app, which if you don't know about, it's, it's a new app. It's the number one uh, Christian app out. And I have been invited to be on pray.com. You can find equipped to be on all the podcasts, which I don't know which one you're listening to, but we have been excited here to see how equipped to be has grown. Cause this show just started right before the coronavirus hit. And I really wasn't sure how it was going to go. I've taken several different directions, not because I don't know where we're going, but because God leads and crisis arise, and he says, hey, we, we need to adjust the schedule, this editorial calendar that you had, and we're going to pivot a little. So I've been, I've pivoted, I've pivoted a lot, and that's okay. When you think about the thinking theme, let me bring you back to that. Thanks for hanging with me on this. Thinking theme influences one's worldview. This is very important. And if you have a lot of children and you have children that are thinking about the past, they're always focusing on maybe things that happened in their past, past traumas, past um, achievements, or you have a child that's just living in the moment. Some people call them like they're living in la-la land. They're just living in the moment. Nothing ever bothers them. Sometimes they're made fun of, but that's, that's a beautiful talent to have, a gift to have. And you have some children that are anxious because they're constantly worried about the future. And they can get quite stressed out by it. See, how your children think, feel, and process the world around them, how you think and process the world around you, has 
has a significant impact on the relationships and the interactions that you have with other with others within your home, outside of your home. Thinking themes also impact how they treat others, how they interpret current events, how they solve problems, and how they create opportunities. Thinking themes take time. They take time to get answers out of because they can be your deliberatives. They, they are the ones that can be your intellectuals. They're your analytical or your futuristic. They're your learners. They're your inputs. They're the ones that if you're trying to dream, they take time to kind of put it all together. Because they are always thinking and gathering information so they can make decisions with information using mental images. Well, friends, I think we're going to break the teaching to your child's strengths into two parts. So I want you to stay tuned next week for part two of teaching to your child's strengths. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.